Speaking of trafficking cocaine, mm-hmm. a little oh. lot. <laughs> Uh, that is a part of American history, part of the lost history, as friend of the show Robert Perry calls it. And mm-hmm. uh, this, the the CIA, in case people are unaware, was involved, may still be involved in uh, drug smuggling. At a minimum, knew about <laughs> it and tolerated uh, smuggling of significant amounts of cocaine into the United States to pay for. Oh yeah. A counter-revolution in Nicaragua. Allegedly, but they did that shit. But well, allegedly. yeah, that we we know for a fact that they have they've admitted that they were at least aware uh, that cocaine was coming out. If uh, one was to look at the history of the CIA without knowing anything else about them, you might think their primary tactic was being a drug smuggling operation, considering the LSD in the seventies and the Chinese opium before that, uh, and then this whole Iran Contra stuff. It's a lot of what they do. (laughs) Right. It seems like they kind of handled the drugs and then the FBI inspect female bodies. And those are the two. (laughs) That's what I know about them. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's one that, you know, kills black radicals and and puts drugs into the community. And then there's the people who inspect the female bodies. (laughs) They they just check them out, make sure they're okay. Yeah. They take their sunglasses down. They go inspected oh, <laughs> well well one Ooh. uh i what i believe to be if possibly possibly not a female body uh i saw Bryn interacting with on twitter the other day a sort of a uh cia ah uh, uh, yes interrogator or what was her deal she claimed to be a cia analyst for approximately 12 years and then has and then left they always say left they didn't quit they didn't yeah, get fired quotes. they didn't get laid off they didn't a sabbatical no. from the cia no they just left um and then uh she has been writing books and and sort of just thinking about china it's not clear how she yeah. what her current job is but she uh what are they doing over there yeah what are they what are they doing, what over? doing there? <laughs> what are they getting into they have to stop them from getting the fork <laughs> yeah, they're just Tom Waits like in the hallway yeah. listening to China's apartment. <laughs> what is that banging? Um, yeah, yeah. She she was promoting a book called We Weren't Like This Before or something just about crying over like uh, military members who were like involved in like torture in, in black sites. Um, right, the negative like, health effects of doing torture yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not a very i mean it is an interesting subject uh <laughs> i mean that's probably the only way we're gonna get torture banned it's yeah, like as if we know it makes you sad yeah when you do it yeah because what we know about the u.s government is that really care about the negative effects that things have on soldiers <laughs> right you, yeah. you see, the torturer is a consumer, and so there is a mm. public board that should be looking out for their interests. So to kind of uh, bring it back, 1979, there is a uh, dictator and a long line of dictators in Nicaragua from the Somoza family. And no, we're not talking with well, the Z, not the, you know, the... Uh, not, not the delicious, the delicious Indian. Indians. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, all said it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. Right. And he's friendly with um, the U.S. He's friendly with Carter. Uh, and then in 79, at the end of the Carter regime, uh, Somoza is overthrown 
by the Sandinista, the FSLN, Liberation Front. They do a bunch of really cool stuff. One thing they do is they just show up to a government uh, building and they say, mm-hmm. oh, we're, we're part of the secret strike squad. And so the security is like, oh, okay, we, I get, you're, you're with us then? Okay, go, go ahead in. Good. Yeah, and then they just take over the whole building. Uh, they hold people hostage and eventually, uh, and this is throughout like the late 70s, but in 79, they, they topple the Somoza government. Uh, it's a strong Marxist tactic to show up to key buildings and just say you're the president's friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know this guy, actually. Uh, yeah, we uh, ta- me and Tachito, we go back away. We, we go back away. <laughs> Someone needs to do entryism into the Secret Service. Yeah, yeah. We got we got to change it from the inside. Yeah. Um, so the U.S. is not happy. Carter is maybe a little more friendly uh, to the FSLN. But then in 1980... Uh, Carter loses, and the way he loses is actually pretty important because uh, 1980, Ronnie Reagan defeats Jimmy Carter. Yes, Carter is uh, a poor manager of the economy. Uh, Mm. He induces a recession because he's worried about inflation, so that certainly does not help. But Mm -hmm. really the decisive way that Ronald Reagan wins is because of the hostage crisis. Because over in Iran, there's been, you know, a upheaval. Iran? Yeah, it's, it's all <laughs> eyes are on Iran. There's an upheaval. There's American students over there, or, or American embassy workers or whatever. And uh, they're held hostage throughout the 1980 election. Uh, then, lo and behold, once Ronald Reagan is elected for saying, look how bad Jimmy Carter is at, at handling things foreign and domestic, uh, My fellow Americans, what are those? Yeah. <laughs> God damn! Looks like the clown Congress came to town and they took over the real Congress. <laughs> direct but, quotes. Yes. Oh shit! But another direct <laughs> quote is uh, that Reagan, uh, from after his presidency, said that they tried things the other way, uh, meaning that they. Um, Use some negotiation when they were out of power with the Iranians directly, uh, which helped them win the election. So as he's being inaugurated, the hostages, all of a sudden, lo and behold, are freed. And then we find out later, uh, President, Vice President H.W. Bush, Papa, is meeting with the Iranians and plotting this thing and saying, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Uh, let these hostages, you know, keep these hostages in captivity until Carter is out. And then as a result, we'll cut you a deal. We'll sell you some weapons, right? So almost like a not made up Russia gate. Yeah. Conspiracy <laughs> with a foreign government to win an election. Exactly. And this is something that gets totally glossed over. Uh, people are called cranks for bringing it up. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Robert Perry, who full disclosure is actually, was he's now passed away, but he was a family friend. Of oh, the, you knew him. Yes, flex. I used to. Yeah, this is a huge flex. My probably my best flex. <laughs> I used to go over to Robert Perry's house for Halloween uh, in the nineties. Oh my god, I wish I was you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> He'd always have a crazy Halloween costume when he was Nixon, when he was Bob Dole, um, and I was you wow. know small. A lot child. of Halloween costumes you can get away with just by wearing a suit. Yeah, 
That True. Guy. He did do. <laughs> he, Halloween. I'm he, wearing my suit. He did really go all out on these costumes, though. He, uh, I remember, for Bob Dole, he had like streaks in his. He had like gray streaks, and I think he wore a mask with the. He gray had to streaks. shave his shave his uh, famous mustache. Yes, he yes he shaved the mustache, or he put. I think he put on a mask for um, for Bob Dole, but he had this thing that. Did he uh, do the cornerstone of the Bob Dole impression, which is saying, "I'm Bob Dole, I'm Bob Dole, <laughs> Bob Dole, Bob Dole's on Halloween. Bob Dole's having at <laughs> trick or treat candy. That's what he said." Uh, but he had a sign that said, uh, "The most optimistic man in America," and then underneath that it said, "The end is near." Dole Camp ninety six. Uh, oh. It's pretty funny. Harsh burn. Yeah. It, it's weird because he, he and my dad, my dad was a roommate of, I think, his for a little bit and his, his wife, and they both have the same mustache uh, oh. throughout the 90s. They're like a, a blonde and brunette version of each other. Mustache bros. Yeah. Mustache bros. Yeah. So he writes this book in the early 90s called October Surprise, and... It gets panned as this guy's crazy. He's uh, Cucamonga. Uh, of course, we can't disprove anything he's saying, but he's he's a, he's just out the look at him. Yeah, just, uh, he look he at his just, mustache. He dresses just, up like, like Bob Dole. All the time. <laughs> but that's as we're wont to do with anyone who actually takes an interesting or like takes a deep dive into what the deep state tends to do. Uh, same with Gary Webb. Yeah. Same with, uh, oh, who's that guy <laughs> uh, who recently did it? Oh, um, Cy Hirsch. Right, right. Yeah, when you, when you're a journalist and you do journalism to the deep state, it does uh, put you in this awkward position where you're both doing power on each other, but they have mm. guns and money and stuff. And you're just <laughs> yeah, some schmuck. they're the state, and you're just a writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 